Ophira. Hello, Jonathan Colton. Hi, it's me, Jonathan Colton from NPR's Ask Me Another. Well, hello, it's Ophira Eisenberg, also from NPR's Ask Me Another. What a coincidence. I knew I recognized your voice from somewhere. (laughs) How's your week been? I, I've been mostly just, you know, stuck at home because it's really hot outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around my apartment at our stuff. Oh, my goodness. I just want to get rid of all of our stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm married to a collector. So, you know. Oh, every... oh no. Yeah, I don't. Oh, no. Yeah. Let me guess. You've got a lot of comic books in your house? Graphic novels and comic books. And they're hidden. Anytime I'm like, oh, this drawer, I open it up. It's full of books. Like, oh, <laughs> another secret drawer. Are there action figures? There's two, there are two action figures. Mm-hmm. But luckily, one of them, Lucas, my son, doesn't understand the idea of why an action figure should be in a box. Yeah, mint in yeah. box. He doesn't understand what mint in box and, means. And uh, somehow that box was around somewhere where Lucas could get it about a year ago, and Lucas tore it. And so it's now his. <laughs> Here's does your husband know that his collector's item has been destroyed? Yes, yes, he this... does. And he okay. he seemed to be pretty cool about it, I got to say. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's good. And then when I was cleaning up around the house, I opened up a drawer of what I thought was winter clothing. And what was in it? Another one in the box. <laughs> he had a backup. Did he purchase a replacement or did he have two? <laughs> I don't two? know. He had two to begin with. I don't know. Oh, I decided to never talk about it. <laughs> That's best. As you know, that is the secret to all successful marriages. Something comes up that troubles you, just don't talk about it. Uh, So in my household, it's a similar thing, but it's not me. It's my wife actually has a collections of things that are hidden in various places. She, my my wife, she's very into various fiber arts. Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. are (laughs) throughout the house are various caches. Of various <laughs> kinds of fibers and fiber manipulating equipment, and no one, no one can get mad when you go. Well, what's this drawer for? And you're like, it's just string, basically. Okay, it's string. Can I just have my string? Yeah, my one, my one pleasure plugs. is my is this hobby, and you are trying to take it away from me. Oh yeah, we've had this argument many times. Well, Jonathan, speaking of strings, why don't you play those guitar strings so we can start the show? Yeah, that's a that's a amazing segue for yeah. seamless. I know. Thank you. All right. Here we go. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from our respective homes in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and hiding things from your spouse. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. Today's guests are no strangers to game shows and competition. First, Conan O'Brien's co-host and Celebrity Jeopardy champion Andy Richter faces off against community star and Hollywood Game Night MVP Yvette Nicole Brown. Then we welcome back the hosts of the podcast Dr. Game Show, Joe Firestone and Manola Moreno. And our special guest is a two-time winner of the ultimate Hollywood Game Night. I'm talking the Academy Awards. She's the star of Boys Don't Cry and Million Dollar Baby. It's Hillary Swank for real. Let's play some games. Joining us right now, we have Andy Richter and Yvette Nicole Brown. Hello. Hello. Hi, Ophira. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jonathan. Hi. So, hey, you know, it's it's amazing to have you both on. And also, both of you are really have done a lot of game shows. Andy, you have even done the top echelon of what our listeners love, Jeopardy. Celebrity Jeopardy. I was on twice. Yeah. The second time I was on was part of a celebrity tournament of champions. And yeah. the winners from that were supposed to come back. And we ended up. Conan and I uh, were on The Tonight Show, and then we weren't on The Tonight Show. And, then, uh, and so we went on a tour. And yeah. the day of the rematch, or, you know, of the next step of the tournament was our opening night of the tour. So I was in Eugene, Oregon, while yeah. Isaac Mizrahi filled in for me, apparently. Well, not my call. Oh. I mean, I'm perfectly happy to have Isaac Mizrahi <laughs> fill in for me. Does, does um, Isaac, he made most of his career based on your cancellations, I believe. He does. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My women's wear line, I just couldn't finish it. So he, he stepped in. Swooped right in. 
And Yvette, you have been on loads of game shows. Yeah. What has your favorite game show appearance as a contestant been? Oh, gosh, it's so hard. Um, I really love Hollywood Game Night with Jane Lynch because... You never know what game it's going to be. I can also I can also speak to Hollywood Game Night. They pour the booze down you there. They oh, do. they do? No. Yes, they do. But but listen, I'm very competitive. So every time I do the show, I don't drink because I nothing makes me happier than winning someone else money. And yeah. so I'm there to help those people buy a house or buy a ring to propose to their beloved. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to be tossing back whiskey sours and being the reason like, somebody can't get yeah. that house. No. I know, Andy, this, yeah, September 13th, you are bringing back uh, the live streaming event from the sitcom called Andy Richter Controls the Universe. Yes. And so what prompted this event? I mean, people have been doing this cast reunion, table read-y thing, you know, for charity online because... You know, there's a lot of uh, attention-starved people <laughs> <laughs> that need right. to get some attention, and they I can't go out and get I thought you were going to say charities it. that need our help. Yeah, no, no, no. That's secondary. <laughs> and Yvette, you did a virtual reunion of the community cast recently. When we did it for community, it was from the kindness of our hearts, Andy Richter. That's the <laughs> All right, all right. Right, you did that in May, right? We that did it in May. Now, do you keep in contact with the, your other castmates? From yeah, we, now? we've always yeah. had uh, a group chat or two going. Huh. Um, I, I found out during that charity event that Donald Glover wasn't in our current <laughs> group chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the idiot that found that out. We were, we, something funny happened, and, and somebody had some further information about the joke. And I said, put it in the group chat. And Donald said, put it in the what? And this is the thing, nobody with sense would ever exclude Donald Glover for any other reason besides being respectful of Donald Glover's time. So yeah. right, we let right. him know, like, listen, man, you are you are Lion King and you, you, you're yeah, Han yeah. Solo. Like, you got things you're doing, music, you're doing stuff. So he's in the group chat now, and okay. at least once a week he goes, why did I ask to be here? Because right. we, we text each other a lot. A lot. Uh. Yeah. So I want to talk about your new project on Audible Vroom Vroom, but let's play a game. All right. And this game is called Hooked on Lyrics. What we've done is we've asked some kids to read lyrics to popular music that was popular before they were born. They probably have never heard any of these songs before, but we asked them to read the lyrics. And your job is just to guess the songs. So Yvette, we're going to start with you. Dang it. All right. (laughs) My name is Jane. I'm nine years old and I'm from New York. Oh, hi, Jane. I'm so 3,000 day, you so 2,000 day. I got that boom, 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 that future boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I, okay, can I just say that I missed most of it because I was, I think, ovulating listening to her voice. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's uh, Black Eyed Peas. That's right. Black Eyed Peas, Boom Boom Pow is the name of the song. Oh. All right, Andy, this one is for you. This is Jane again, and this time oh. she's got some lyrics from a Nobel Prize winning folk singer. You used to laugh about everybody that was hanging out. Now you don't talk so loud. Now you don't seem so proud about having to be scrunching your next meal. <laughs> uh... That is like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, I believe. That yes. is absolutely correct. Yeah. That's right. I'm pretty sure as a nine-year-old, she does not have a Bob Dylan poster in her room. <laughs> I don't think not she yet. Does. Not yet. I don't know. Yeah. If she's a fan of Nobel Prize winners, she might. She <laughs> might. That's true. That's true. All right, Yvette, this is a situation we can all relate to, especially if you're Courtney Love. Oh. Hello, my name is Molly. I'm nine years old, and I'm from <laughs> Brooklyn, mom. New York. When I wake up in my makeup, it's too early for that dress, wilted and faded, somewhere in Hollywood, I'm glad I came here with your pound of flesh. The group is whole. Exactly. Worth a point. I don't, I can't think of the title of the song. Celebrity skin. But whole whole is good enough. Whole is good enough. I am judging myself. (laughs) 
that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> when you pull out a fan. I did pull out a fan. I, started, I went into a flop sweat because I was letting Molly overheated. down. That was amazing. I just slid Molly down. You guys, it's so hot. Listen, because it's NPR, they told us to turn off our fans and our AC. I know. And I'm over here dying. But I love you guys, so I'm going to endure it. Yeah, let's, let's go. It. Let's go. Totally right? Let's it. move through this. <laughs> All right, Andy, now Molly has a message from two one-named R&B princesses. Must you do the things you do? You keep on acting like a fool. You need to know it's me, not you. And if you didn't know it, girl, it's true. (laughs) Can I buzz in, please? Yvette is chair dancing. (laughs) I want to buzz in. You go ahead and take it, Yvette. Okay, I can I take it. Know. Okay, so these two R&B princesses just did a versus battle together. It oh, is Brandy Monica and Ma- and yes, Monica. Yes, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boy is mine, baby. Oh, okay. The boy is mine. All right, Yvette, here's Molly again reading some major alt-90s venting from Billy Corgan. And what do I get for my pain? Betrayed desires <laughs> and a piece of the game. <laughs> Even though I know, I suppose, I'll show all my cool and colds like an old job. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. Okay, Molly's a star. Can I just say that? If I am correct, I believe Billy Corgan was in The Smashing Pumpkins. Correct. I do not know the song. Bullets with Butterfly Wings. I've never even heard that. And I've heard heard that song a thousand times. I know. Never knew that title. I hate when they do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Like if you say, man, I love this sweater over and over in a song, the song should be called, man, I love this sweater. sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I agree. All right, Andy, this is the last one. It is for you. This one is from a heavy metal band and it's off their Black album. I'm eating. I'm six. And I'm here to tell you something. Sleep with one eye open, gripping your pillow tight, exit light, and tonight, take my hand, we're off to never, never land. (laughs) Wow. That's Edie. She's six. Is that uh, Enter Sandman by Metallica? You are correct. That is right. That's amazing. We have more with Andy Richter and Yvette Nicole Brown after the break. And later, I'll talk to Academy Award winner Hilary Swank. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rothy's. Step into fall with comfortable, washable, and sustainable products from Rothy's. With zero break-in period, Rothy's are seamlessly knit to shape using thread made with repurposed plastic water bottles. They're fully machine washable and are ready for any occasion or adventure. Check out all the shoes and bags available now, including their first adjustable sneaker, The Lace Up, at rothys.com another. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you are satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit betterhelp.com ask to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. I'm Lisa Hagen. And I'm Chris Axel. We're the hosts of No Compromise, NPR's new podcast exploring one family's mission to reconstruct America using two powerful tools, guns and Facebook. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Join us for the No Compromise podcast from NPR. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and inhospitable recording conditions. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here is your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with Conan announcer Andy Richter and community's Yvette Nicole Brown. Now, before we started the taping, our engineer asked Yvette to turn off her fans so we wouldn't hear it on the recording. But Yvette... I was just told you can totally turn your fan back on, okay, if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it's totally okay, guys. Is that I have my air conditioning on? You do. I bet you <gasps> do, Andy Richter. I care about NPR. Unlike Andy Richter, I care about NPR, and I turned off everything that makes me feel comfortable because I want them to have a good show. They're printing up some tote bags that say, don't be like Andy. <laughs> 
So you have a new Audible original called Vroom Vroom. It is a comedy that takes place around something I'm very familiar to only recently, a used car sales lot and sales life How upstate New York. dare you? It's certified pre Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done yeah. with this interview. Come on, Andy, we're leaving. <laughs> no fan, no fun, I'm out. <laughs> But I know, you know, you're over in the West Coast, so you have cars, but it's just kind of funny that the subject matter right now resonates with a lot of people over here around New York who are used to taking public transportation Mm -hmm. and since have purchased cars. The LA version of that is rescue dogs. (laughs) That's true. They're all gone. Right. I don't know how I would have survived, though, this pandemic without my dog. I mean, really, it's just, yeah. it's they're the best. Yeah. They're the best. I didn't get them for the pandemic. I got them a couple years ago, but you still, he's one. <laughs> you didn't get them for the I pandemic. I didn't like a pandemic accessory. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a, you know what I need? I need a pandemic dog. Let me get a pandemic dog. I need a case of toilet paper and a dog. <laughs> yeah, some Lysol, some mask. Let me get that dog over there in the corner. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for another game? Sure. This one, you're going to work together. Mm. This is called Meet Me in St. Louis, but meet is spelled M-E-A-T. Okay. So what you're going to do is change one letter in a movie title, and you're going to turn one of the words into a type of meat, poultry, fish, or other non-vegetarian entree. (laughs) God. All right. For example, if I said... A teen rebel waddles his way into a small town where waterfowl and dancing are outlawed. You would answer, foot goose. (laughs) Changing one letter of footloose to make foot goose. Okay. I'm going to be horrible at it, but I will enjoy it. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I like your I like your attitude very much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you sure you're going to enjoy it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it. All right, so put your heads together. Okay. Talk right. it through. Here we go. Scientists use prehistoric DNA to turn a failed dinosaur theme park into a barbecue island attraction. Everything goes wrong, though, when life finds a way and the pig roasts the scientists. Jurassic shark? No. What? You just change one vowel in Jurassic. Oh, oh, um, one letter. Oh, uh, Jurassic pork? Yeah. Jurassic pork. I did it. And I did it. And I was horrible at it. And And I I enjoyed enjoyed it. Yeah, that's That's good. I like that for Yvette, uh, shark is a more readily available meat than pork. (laughs) Here's another one. Now that you know how the game is played, Yvette, you're going to kill this one. Do I? Okay, go. (laughs) Brad Pitt plays a sheep with soft wool who mysteriously ages backwards while yearning for grass to munch on and human connection until he eventually becomes a tasty curry. Benjamin Mutton. Right. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. But anything with Brad Pitt is fun. Come on, guys. I know Brad Pitt and mint sauce. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jonah Hill has 72 hours to deliver the main course for a Christmas dinner to a waiting audience in L.A. The spiral cut pink meat is obviously... Voiced by a wisecracking Russell Brand. Oh, I don't know this one, Andy. You know That's, this movie? That's uh, Get Ham to the Greek. Ah, That's right. Good. That's dope. Love it. Love yes. it. Yes. Uh, all right. This is the last one. Elijah Wood embarks on an epic bar crawl through Middle Earth in order to destroy the one drumette in the fiery buffalo sauce of Mount Blue Cheese, where it was forged. Lord of the, of the Wings. Wings. Lord of the Wings. Yeah. You got it. I gotta say, guys, I feel good about myself. I feel yeah. like I applied myself. I, feel I like think you did. should feel good about yourself. You did a great but, job. Yeah. I feel like there's something in all of this that was our personal best. I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Though fleeting, I agree. <laughs> uh, Andy Richter, Yvette Nicole Brown, thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Sophia. Thank you for having us. And thank you, Jonathan. Wonderful. Thank you, Thanks, guys. guys. Andy Richter and Yvette Nicole Brown star in the Audible original series, Vroom Vroom. Our next contestants are Joe Firestone and Manolo Moreno, hosts of the podcast, Dr. Game Show. So, hey, do you remember when you guys were on stage with us back in January? No. And it was at the Bell House? No. In front of a big crowd? No. 
Yeah. Wait, do, we, do we start recording? Is this it? This is the show. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, you're doing this. I thought you were just doing small talk because. The show is small now, talk. Now, oh. now, now, now it makes me feel like you think the show should be better than it is. No, this is all we oh, got, man. man. I mean, the last the last ten seconds were the peak of the show. Right now, we're going to, we're almost yeah. we're almost Boy. wrapped. We're almost wrapped. Oh, no. It's okay. He asks me that all the time. Have we started? Is this, is this it? the show? Uh, is this the yeah, show? I do miss your audience, though. Uh, They're a lovely well, audience. Well, it's good to see you too. Okay, sorry we couldn't no, get yeah, them. But me and your audience go way back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you, you know, so we obviously are doing this in this format now, and you guys are also continuing Dr. Game Show. Yeah. Yeah, we are on this very same format. In the same format. And what do you think? Has it brought out the best in you? The best in mm. everyone? Well, yeah. well the, the first time we did it, we got Zoom bombed. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Starting with pictures of quesadillas and ending with human quesadillas and uh it was really bad and then after that we learned about zoom safety and now it's been better did they really start with pictures of quesadillas yeah just i think it it was they looked pretty good i was like that's silly and playful and then it it got really silly and really playful that's like Control etiquette to kind of ease you into horror. Yeah, they say, oh, did you get a haircut? And then you say, yeah. And then you say, because it looks horrible. It looks like this. All right. You both did so well in our games last time. We made them harder this time. I feel like last time Joe was purposely trying to lose. That's not true. And that's so rude. Mm, that's that's okay this this will be great so in this first one you're going to be competing against each other so you'll take turns Mm -hmm. this game is called the birds and the bees and we're going to tell you about some mating habits of the natural world and you're just going to tell us whether the behaviors we're describing are real or fake joe this first one's for you oh shoot okay (laughs) after mating a female praying mantis will always finish things off by cannibalizing her mate, usually by biting his head off. Oh, I hope so. This is a hopeful true. <laughs> <laughs> I love a hopeful true. Unfortunately, it is false. No! But it is, but it is sort of put together because the truth is that she will do this. She will do this, but not always. Oh, not when always she, when she, she does it. Yeah, basically, it's when she's hungry or if he has, <laughs> or if he has irritated her. Oh man! All right, Benolo, here's one for you: true or false? When some species of anglerfish are ready to get busy, the male bites the body of the female and becomes a permanent parasite on her body, fusing their tissue and bloodstreams. That's just. A metaphor for my last relationship. No. Um, let's say false. It is actually true. Okay. I got to think about that for a while. In there. <laughs> All right, Joe, true or false? During okay. mating, the male Argonaut octopus self-amputates his best arm of eight and swims away. Was that a euphemism? One of his... Eight legs is his mating leg. Oh. What? Well, that's a, it's a, that's a, that's, that's the hose for the octopus's <laughs> garden, you know? Okay, so let's see. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say false. It's actually true. No, shoot. Yes. I always say the wrong one. I'm going back through my memory of all the times I shook an octopus's hand. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, this is the last one. Manolo, is this true or false? The New Mexico whiptail, a female-only species of lizard, has completely done away with males, reproducing asexually. Uh, I would say it's true. You are correct. It is absolutely uh, true. 
Wow, go lizards! I know. That's like the plot of that comic book, Why the Last Man. Really good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Why the last lizard, hmm? (laughs) Well done. Great game. You both did wonderful. Hmm. So, Manolo, you are super busy right now. Uh, Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Are you continuing to do uh, animated shorts for yourself? I thought you were going to ask me if I'm still taking showers. How how are the sh- how's the shower going? <laughs> um it comes and goes, you know, I just <laughs> Yeah, my uh, uh my reminder is if something sticks to me. <laughs> you know, I found a Starburst wrapper on me the last time oh, I showered. <laughs> how long do you think it had been there? Well, I eat Starburst almost every day, so there's no telling, but it really didn't feel good. Yeah, have you ever, uh, I've found like um, like chips, chip pieces in my hair. Have you ever found chip pieces? Like potato <laughs> chips? Yeah, potato chips. You fall asleep with a chip bag? Uh, yeah, pretty much like eating in front of the television. When you get to the end, when you get to the end uh, sometimes yeah. you have to tip it up and get the small piece. Yeah, yeah, it. drink style. Yeah. That's why when you get to the bottom of the bag, you use a straw. Oh, <laughs> right. wow, advocating straws in this day and age. Uh, wow. Paper straw. Paper straw. Metal straw. Paper straw. Yeah, 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 please. Metal straw. I got a clog in my metal straw. It's a Dorito. <laughs> 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 All right. Would you guys be up for another game? Yes. Ask sure. me another. All right. So in this game, Jonathan Colton will be singing you the clues. Mm, I love this. Yeah. Uh, and it's about something uh, many of us are not getting much of or any of these days, sleep. Yes. We rewrote classic children's lullabies to be about sleep aids for adults. I usually do this on guitar, but I'm going to play it on ukulele this time. Manolo, this is for you. Uh. I can't get the sleep I need. It would really help if I smoked some weed. Weed makes me too paranoid Maybe I should try a different cannabinoid Very proud of that one Without any THC Will it have any effect on me? I hope this oil calms my brain Or there goes a hundred bucks down the drain (laughs) I do know the answer, but before I tell you I thought that when you said, Manolo, this is for you, I thought you were dedicating a song to me. <laughs> and I said, ah. Oh, that's sweet. Because I thought we just had a moment. <laughs> yeah, this nope, is for you. It's just this my turn to answer. <laughs> is it CBD? It is CBD. That's right. Do you happen to know the name of the lullaby? Yeah. Uh, hush, little baby. Hush, hush, little baby. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's one for you, Joe. Joe, mm. this is dedicated to you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Here we go. Fifteen pound duvet lays right atop my sleeping body, snoring nonstop. Last week was filled with anxiety, but now I'm out cold. Thanks to gravity. That, I think you're talking about weighted blankets. I sure am talking about a weighted blanket. That's right. Mm. Do you happen to know the name of the lullaby? I I think it's Rockabye Baby. That's exactly what it is. Does anybody have a weighted blanket? No, I tried one once and it was too heavy for my body weight. And it, uh... (laughs) You have to get one that's like rated for your body Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a calculation. Whoa. Whoa. Jeez. I made yeah. a DIY weighted blanket where I just put a barbell on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manolo, here's one for you. Aww. It plays me whale calls when there are fireworks. It plays me fan sounds through my wife's snore. It always soothes me with gentle birdies. When my baby cries, I ignore. That is a white noise machine. White noise machine, that is correct. Mm. I do find it weird when people like the insect or frog settings on those. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the the nature-related ones are a little aggressive. I like to keep mine on the mosquito setting. (laughs) 
All right, Joe, here is one for you. Okay. I wake up exhausted, no idea why. I downloaded something that will measure my shut-eye. It logs all my patterns, the data goes real deep. But now I'm worried maybe Facebook's listening to me sleep. I, honestly, it made me so... It, that filled me with this bittersweet feeling. It was, <laughs> doesn't Puff... Do, doesn't Puff... Does something happen to Puff? Puff is forgotten by his uh, oh. his friend, Jackie Paper, because Jackie oh. Paper grows up. Yep. No. Uh, the original Toy Story. You know what? I know it's an app. And now I'm going to go ahead and take a stab that it's um, t- Twitter. It's, not, yeah, it's a great sleep aid. Nothing calms me down more than reading Twitter at the end of the day. You know, I tried the Calm app. And they have celebrities uh, that like will tell you a story. This is the you meditation, oh, meditation yeah. calming yeah. app. And then yeah. it's like Harry Styles being like, I saw you the other day and you were walking down the street and you were picking the grass. And um, is that Harry Styles? <laughs> yeah. It sounds, it sounds a lot like Harry Styles. <laughs> what if you were, uh, if you really had a passion about being a, a meditation guru? But you had a really great, you were just born with a really grating voice that nobody could stand. Oh, man. You're feeling, you're feeling very comfortable. It's, it's singing in the rain for the modern age. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, another great game. And after two games, you both won. You what? both won. Triumph. Triumph. Wow. Do you so. win like a Rubik's Cube again or? Uh, nope. No. Well, you know, just in case my uh, Venmo is at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Request me. Request me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Manola Morano. Thank you so much, Joe Firestone. A pleasure. Thank you so, so much fun. for having us. We yeah. loved it. <laughs> Didn't we? Yeah, I loved <laughs> it. Yeah, sure. After the break, Academy Award winner Hilary Swank joins us from her home in Colorado where she can see snow out the window. Her new show, Away, is about a mission to Mars, which is also a very cold place. Meanwhile, I'm here in New York City with my feet in a bucket of ice water. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Walton Family Foundation, where opportunity takes root. More information is available at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, developing solutions to support strong families and communities to help ensure a brighter future for America's children. More information is available at aecf.org. Some days, reading a bunch of headlines just isn't enough. You need to let the news sink in. On Consider This, NPR's new daily news podcast, we can help you do that. Each day, in about 10 minutes, you can find out not just what happened, but why and what it means. Consider This, new episodes every weekday afternoon from NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. It's time to welcome our special guest. She's a two-time Academy Award-winning actor for her roles in Boys Don't Cry and Million Dollar Baby. And she stars in the Netflix series Away. It's Hilary Swank. Hello! Hello! (laughs) So I guess you've been hanging out in Colorado for a little while. I've been in Colorado for a little while. I think it's indicative of my flannel shirt (laughs) and the cow outside my window amazing the cow or my flannel shirt (laughs) i would say really the flannel shirt i was gonna be like amazing flannel shirt things have really changed for you the cow does not want to get out of your way but i was trying to get in my driveway to do this because it's the only place i could find internet and i'm come zooming in and this cow's like no not moving i weigh more than your car too so deal with it I finally got it around, and it gave me the longest, biggest, deepest moo. <laughs> Do you know whose cow it is? Well, it's one of my three neighbors. Uh-huh. Uh, 
They all have cows. One of your neighbors is sending that cow over. Yeah, well, no, I think they Which just one? break out. They're like, no, <laughs> yes. you can't keep us in. <laughs> you have a new Netflix series called Away, where you play an astronaut, not only an astronaut, an astronaut who's on a mission to Mars that's going to leave Earth for three years, leaving her husband and 15-year-old daughter behind. As someone playing an astronaut, did you consult with other astronauts or NASA? Yeah, I did. I spoke to so many astronauts and it was such a gift. It's one of the greatest things about being an actor. First of all, you get to walk in someone else's shoes and you get to see through someone else's eyes and it just completely blows open your blinders of how you see the world and how you walk in the world. And it enriches you as a human being. But then you get to talk to the people the best in their field at whatever it is you're playing. So. I spoke to Peggy Whitson. She was really kind of the first and foremost person that I went to because she was a commander and she commanded a bunch of different people, including, you know, um, the Russians. And we have that storyline in our show. So that was really something that I heard in part on me. But just like Jessica Meir, who was up on ISS, she was on the International Space Station when I spoke to her. You talk to her on the space station, like like this. I mean, honestly, right now I could tell you I'm in the space station. It's <laughs> you could, but your <laughs> hair is not floating. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I spoke to her um, up there. And what was so crazy is after we had a conversation like this, like two days later, I get this phone call on my cell phone. And she was like, hey, it's Jessica from ISS. I just thought I'd call and follow up with you because, you know, we we were being recorded then. And I was like, what? Am I being pranked right now? It's just unbelievable. Someone's calling me from the ISS. Right. She was like, oh, I forgot to tell you this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you are playing this part, you know, just from the physical point of view, uh, other than the magic of making television and what you can do, what was the physical aspect of trying to pretending you're in zero gravity yeah exactly so the wires are you're they're you're being held at the lowest part of your hips so not in a very comfortable place kind of like you know when you when those low riders were in and jonathan's like (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) totally yeah worst pants that's where these these harnesses are way down there and so you don't feel that supported and you're not because you have to squeeze your glutes to go forward. So you're like squeezing and trying to talk normal. <laughs> and then you have to squeeze your abs really hard to go back like this. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're also acting, presumably. Right. On top and then of you it. have yeah. an emotional scene and you're. Yeah. And so it was actually more challenging than I had expected and um, and a, a pretty solid workout. <laughs> no kidding. I was going to say, it's like the glute ab workout everyone's been trying to replicate. <laughs> this could be the next workout. <laughs> yeah, when, we all, when we all go on our missions to Mars. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I know. Let's go. <laughs> you are someone that I admire specifically with your roles, of your commitment to your roles, and I found out as I was reading about it, the skills that you gain in a film often become part of your life. You became a real pilot after portraying Amelia Earhart. Thank you for that nice compliment. <laughs> I, I feel so lucky. You know, there's a bunch of stuff you have to do to get your pilot's license, but one of the things is to have 20 hours under your belt. Um, yeah. And I easily got that in. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Right? <laughs> Working and getting it in at the same time. I know. And I had a logbook and everything. So I was able to actually log it in. What about uh, you learned to ride a horse when you were cast in a, the Western called The Homesman? Yes. And I still have that horse. That horse? Mm-hmm, yeah. They gave me the horse. And so, so, Hillary, I've heard people like steal a jacket from set. But that's... <laughs> a horse? That's a horse of a different color. You're like, bye, everybody. You just ride off. <laughs> ride off into the sunset. Yeah. But you, so afterwards, you asked for the horse or was that a, a cast gift? Well, I said, I really love this horse. Is there any way that I can get this horse? And they said, I think we can work that out. Oh. Why was I? Why did I become a radio personality? All I got was this dumb ring light. <laughs> yeah, I got a ring light calls. too for radio. We got ring lights for radio. That's all you need to know about radio. When you're giving ring lights for radio. <laughs> so, is there any uh, other skill that you're just hoping you get cast 
in a role that will be able to, you know, put you in a situation where you can learn it, you know, deep sea scuba diving. I don't know. Maybe you already know how to do that. No, I actually don't. That's a good one. Um, but I'd like to do an action film. So, but you would like to do a, you know, James Bond, Mission Impossible. Yeah, but, but I don't want to be the girl in the bikini in James Bond. No, no, no. No, I want to be Jane Bond, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah. There it is. <laughs> That's a million dollar idea right I, there. I mean, I've been I've been deeply desiring that my entire life to watch that. That is I watch it from the point of view of I'm James Bond. Pretend. Yes. Yes. But, Me too. Yeah. So where is it? I mean, we're 2020 now. Come on. Yeah, is there yeah. not a Lady Bond in the works? There must be a script going around. There ha- there has to be. Well, the new Bond introduces another secret agent basically that is a female lead. What? But it's not, yeah. And I don't know if that will spin off. And I'm going to call my agents. Hold on. Beep, beep. I know. I know. <laughs> Hillary didn't even get a call for that. I need to know why you didn't <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> Jane Bond. Secret agent. <laughs> I'm serious today. I'm going to have a talk with them. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just watched the trailer yesterday, uh, but I did watch it about 40 times. <laughs> so you grew up in washington state and then you and your mother moved to hollywood to pursue your dream of acting when you were 16 and although it sounds like you lived out of the car you have a lot of happy memories and look back at this time very fondly what can you share one of those happy memories yeah so I was actually 15 and a half. And I say that because you get your permit then. You're Mm, right. And so we were driving down. My aunt had uh, loaned us her car. It was an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. (laughs) It was Supreme. And um, it was fancy, you know. And I had these um, bear claw slippers that I would wear. And I, I was wearing them on this drive down. And so I remember my mom saying, do you want to drive? And I was like, I have my bear claw slippers. She goes, that's okay. So I was driving down to LA with my learner's permit and my bear claw slippers, like through that long stretch of desert. Oh. And you know, again, it's it's like you were saying, it 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 for me it was, I mean, I was embarking on this journey to follow my dream. My mom was taking all the worry. You know, we had $75 and a and a gas card to live off of until either one of us got a job. But for me, it was just pure heaven. Oh. The scene that you just described, too, you as a young woman, a teenager, in these slippers through a desert, just like gunning the gas through a desert. It's just like, you know. It's very Jane Bond. It's it's very Mm, Jane Bond. Exactly. Jane Bond's backstory. Also, I know that you rescue a lot of animals. You love animals and you love especially dogs. How many dogs live with you at any given time? Well, right now we have four, but we had, um, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh. Ten dogs. Because we picked one up um, on the, remember the Super Wolf Blood Moon in 2000? It was like January 2000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. sure. We were driving on this, like, really, why are you laughing? Dude, just just because. <laughs> I just it's just remember, a funny thing to remember. I remember, <laughs> and I remember people had T-shirts. Like it, there was a branding moment around yeah. it. Super Wolf Blood Moon. What's crazy is on that exact day, we were driving on this because we road trip everywhere because of our dogs and our parrots, and we were headed back from Colorado to Los Angeles, and we were going through this long stretch of like two hundred mile desolate highway. And we stopped at the only gas station and there was a dog that someone had dumped on the side of the road. It was 28 degrees and she was pregnant. So that jerk that did that, but it was a gift to us. And she is white and she has little red spots under her white hair. She looked like a super wolf blood moon because she was (laughs) big and fat and pregnant. So we called her Moon, we put her in the car with all our other dogs, and we drove back to Los Angeles, and two weeks later, she popped out nine puppies, and we gave them all astral names, Cosmo, Nova, Jupiter, um, one of them Lupo after Wolf, Um, and we found them all, they stayed with us, and we helped raise them for like 12 weeks, and then found them all really good homes. Oh! 
That's amazing. It was one oh. of the most fun things I've ever done. I'm not going to lie. Having puppies all over you. Yeah, it's the best. And parrots. We have to address parrots. So I got, um, before I would have, I would never buy a parrot now, especially just with my understanding. But as a teenager, I bought, I did a photo shoot like around 16 and the guy was so eccentric. He lived in Hollywood in this apartment and he had parrots all over and they were like flying and he would just go over and like uh, take one out and put it on his shoulder and then another one here and one on his head and he was photographing me with all these parrots and I just thought that was the coolest thing and I had to get a (laughs) parrot so of course I didn't do any research like a teenager and well sorry not all teenagers (laughs) (laughs) most most yes and so I just went out and I bought an African gray which is supposed to be the best talker, without realizing they live 80 to 90 years. Oh, yeah. And I, I was, it's good. I got her when I was young. We're like, we're going to have our life. We're going to live our <laughs> lives out together. But she's hilarious. And she has gone on location with me to France and Prague and Canada twice. And um, like, she goes with me everywhere. All right, Hillary, based on your love of dogs, we have an Ask Me Another challenge perfect for you. It's called Swank Dogs. I'll describe a luxury dog product or service. You just have to tell me, is it real or something we made up? Okay. All right, I'll do. I'll give you the first one. Dog Wine. Yeah, Dog Wine, a company in Denver, Colorado, sells wine for dogs. Varietals include Zinfantail, Chardonnay, and Malbark. An eight-ounce bottle costs only $15. Real or fake? I'm going to say because of those names, it's real without any alcohol, clearly. You are absolutely correct. It's real. The company started with cat wine, and then they expanded to dog wine. Well, what is it? Ma- is it what is it? Yeah, suppose it's a mixture of herbs meant to freshen dogs' breath and relax them. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Herbs. Well, Colorado is a. I think it's a state that, like, you can have weed. So maybe they did that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's a tincture. Tincture for dogs. No, everybody, don't do that. It's not good for dogs. You should not give a dog wine either, I would (laughs) say. No, no wine. I know you're lonely. Just give your dog (laughs) some water. You have a glass of wine. (laughs) All right, here's another one. Dog concert. Turn the mosh pit into a mutt pit. An artist has performed concerts outside places like the Sydney Opera House and Times Square, featuring sounds in frequencies that only dogs can hear. Is that real or fake? Well, I would say fake, but it's just kind of, I I can imagine someone doing it. So I'm going to say it's real. (laughs) You are absolutely correct. And uh, according to Billboard, the concerts were performed by avant-garde artists and musician Laurie Anderson. And they included, quote, thumping beats, whale calls, whistles, and a few high-pitched electronic sounds imperceptible to human ears. So pretty much it was a a mutt pit of (laughs) dogs going like this. Right. Just... Their heads just twitching and trying to figure it out. Yeah. Where's that sound coming from? if the dogs from? actually enjoyed it or were just sort of bothered by it. Yeah. But later at the dog park, they were like, they were much better live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, a, how about this one? A personal chef for your dog. If 100%. your dog has taste so refined that even for the very fanciest dog foods just won't do, consider hiring a personal chef. Some pet chefs will also cater parties to your furry friends so they don't feel left out at your next bat mitzvah or family A hundred percent. Yes, that's totally real. But by the way, this Toad. is, I mean, I don't know if I win a prize if I get everything right. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, it's, it's inner bragging rights. That's the prize yeah, we offer. <laughs> depends on what you mean by prize, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, dog, it's a multi-billion dollar business. So I, none of this surprises me. <laughs> uh, here is another one. Dog sunglasses. Yes, Companies called Doggles (laughs) and Rex Specs offer sunglasses for dogs. Rather than human shades, they look more like a pair of tinted goggles. You can customize the color lens to fit your dog's unique style and attitude. Yeah, I wanted to get some for my dog, but my dog would never have any of it. You've already you've already looked into this. Yeah, that's a real it's a real thing. A hundred percent. My dogs hang out of windows. They go on little prop planes. They're like 
I, they won't even wear the headphones. You're like, telling me your dog won't even wear headphones. What a t- Yeah, what are you talking about? What a, what a monstrous creature. How dare he? <laughs> All right, this is your last one. Dog Zoom. For the socially distanced dog, Zoom's introduced a new dog version with a stripped-down interface that's so easy even humans can use it. I'm going to – this is like a two-part question. I do think there is a dog Zoom, but I don't think it was created called Dog Zoom. It's just <laughs> dogs that use human Zoom. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll give you I'll give you about 14 points for that answer. It is fake as in the true there is no such thing as actually dog zoom. You saw right through us on that one, but <laughs> could you put your dog on Zoom and could they enjoy themselves? Of course Clearly they people are putting their dogs together over Zoom. <laughs> Clearly that is happening. But uh yeah, you you saw the right you know all the dog stuff. You did fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. It's fun to be on your show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hillary Swank's new show, Away, is on Netflix now. And that's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolta Cannon. Our puzzles were written by our staff, along with Camilla Franklin, Mary Tobler, Kara Weinberger, and Emily Winter. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Nancy Seychell, James Barber, and Ramel Wood. This week, we'd like to say hello to our new intern, Sam Yellowhorse Kessler, and farewell to our producer, Kiara Powell. Lowlier Parka. Kiara is such a rock star that she managed to land a new gig during a pandemic. Kiara, best of luck to you, and we look forward to working for you very soon. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, happy to hear you're still listening. And since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We love to hear from you, and it helps others find out about our show. For additional information about new episodes, upcoming live shows, road shows, and bonus games, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks. Next week on Ask Me Another, Wu-Tang Clan's RZA talks about his hot new jingle for ice cream trucks, plus actor and talk show host Busy Phillips takes time out of her busy schedule to get busy with some trivia. And cartoonist Keith Knight faces off against his evil twin. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. <laughs>